Hi there. Thank you for being with us. I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach. And you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Hmm. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about when things get hard, making it through those everyday, hard, difficult things, which, you know, if you look on Instagram and Pinterest, people are posting all these lovely things about how perfect their life is. And all the right filters on the photos make everybody's hair look perfectly in place. Yeah. And inside us, We look at that and compare ourselves and Mm -hmm. think, you know, that is not my reality at all. Why can't I do that? What am I missing? Yeah. So that ideal, which is not going to be a Pinterest ideal, but a but the real ideal that we have in our in our beings for our families, uh, what we want it to look like, what we want it to what it what we might want it to be, we can push ourselves to try to meet that. And that actually is going to be the ideal. And so if we talk about what the ideal is, we can always re- reach up for it, but we're never going to get there. And and don't let it be an Instagram thing, but have it be what you're really wanting in your heart for your family. What do you want it to be? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want your home to feel like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the real at any given time can be... Uh, you know, that you're having major challenges. Mm -hmm. You uh, just had a new baby. All the laundry and everything is piling up. The house is a mess and you don't like things to be a mess. Um, Your mother-in-law has to come and stay with you for a while because she lost her job. You know, the dog is sick, throwing up all (laughs) over the place. There's all of those things that can happen. So that's the real. So for us to remember that everybody has a hard time. And how do you make it make it through that? That kind of hard will be defined differently by every single family. Everyone has a different support system. Everybody has, uh, you know, various people that they can call on or not call on. When I had my two young boys, I had nobody. I was in Florida by mm-hmm. myself. I uh, became a La Leche League leader, got that support for for breastfeeding my first child, and loved it, and it was a real key thing in my life because I had C-sections with both of them, and so the the breastfeeding. Well, this is working; my body's working with this part. Mm, and that. yeah, so I became uh, very enamored with La Leche League, and trained to be a La Leche League leader, which really was good training for being a sunflower. You know. Uh, director. There, it just led me in directions that I probably wouldn't have gone before. Mm-hmm. And through La Leche League, that's how I built my community. And I've, I've told this story that I had a group of friends and we would get together at at the same park for kind of months or weeks at a time. Every day, yeah. we would get together and we would meet in the morning, we'd have breakfast at home, we would meet, we'd bring lunch, babies would sleep on the blankets, the kids would go off, it, would, it was a mixed age grouping of kids, they would go off and play, and we as moms supported each other, you know, we cried together, yeah. we told stories of what was happening, we read 
all the books we could get our hands on and shared the information and different strategies for things. And it was a simpler life then. There were there were no screens. It was there wasn't anything like that. Mm. But I was so alone and then with this group of friends built the community around me that I needed to help support me in those tough times. So I had a friend, you know, my car broke. She said, Here, take my car. Mm. I had you know, we were going through a really tough time financially mm-hmm. before my marriage fell apart. Um they showed up at the door with groceries, uh, just yeah. beautiful things like that. And and I would call out and ask for help sometimes. So I started to learn that, wow, you know, we definitely were not meant to do this by ourselves. And having this group of, of people to support me was really key to me being okay and feeling all right and moving through those hard times. Mm-hmm. So that community. Yeah. I've also experienced it as if you have that group of folks that you have built trust with, as we spoke about Mm -hmm. in our last episode, then there is a foundation for that vulnerability. When you have a tough moment, it can be so scary to share what you're going through because of that pressure we talk about to just be okay. And there's this mistaken idea, I think, that we are somehow supposed to just keep it together, get it together, and make it work, and make it look nice, and Mm -hmm. put Mm -hmm. the filter on it if you need to. But uh, the appearances are what I think we end up placing so much emphasis on in modern uh, parenting, but it, it is such a barrier to, um, joy really when you aren't allowed to have a hard time sometimes when you Mm -hmm. somehow need to let everybody believe that you're not struggling. And I think that comes from our parents because they, you know, it's they have very selective memory. Like, oh, you never did that. Why is your child doing this? You know, you. My mother would say things like, "Oh, she was toilet trained when she was nine months old." <laughs> things, you know, these. So it's really amnesia to yeah. the what the struggles were, mm. and so to be able to ask to have people that have been there, done that, that yes. give you the encouragement and the lightness to say, oh, okay, and to understand, oh, well, this is a developmental thing. Look, I can see the other four-year-olds in our group here. They're all doing the same thing. I thought it was me. Mm. I thought it was something I was doing yes. wrong. And to to just um, have to understand and to have when you're with a group of people like that, then you can understand what maybe what more realistic expectations might be. Yeah, that is uh, so tricky with expectations, which we've spoken about in the previous episodes as well around development. We can sometimes expect children to be able to do or uh, say things that they, that they can't fathom yet. Uh, but also, what about realistic expectations of what we as adults can do (laughs) at a given time. What is reasonable? 
And it reminds me of this phrase that I heard once that has really stuck with me through the years. I can't say I know who said it, but it's all expectations are unreasonable. <laughs> all, expect- oh. all expectations are unreasonable. Yes. <laughs> and let's sit with that. Why is that? Well, I think it's because if you are holding an expectation of someone in your mind and you haven't told them about it, then you don't have any reference point based in reality for that expectation. You don't know if the person you're expecting it of even is aware that you have this expectation of them. (laughs) So the sooner that we can express what our expectations are in a clear way, the sooner we'll start to get what we want out of a situation. Hmm. 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 Yes. <laughs> and one of the things that I think we need to do in the messiness of parenting young children or middle schoolers or teenagers is um, kind of naming the problem to 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 say it out loud so that you've got that specific thing. What are, What are you having a hard time with? And as parents, it's going to be one thing. And as kids, it's going to be another thing. Family meetings are really good for that. You know, we used to, lots of times I've, I've talked to, to families about sitting down and having a family meeting. And the, the goal is for everybody just to state their, their it used to be their beef, you know. <laughs> what's, their, what's the thing that is really bothering them a lot yeah. about this family, mm-hmm. you know, and do it over eating the, the forever valuable bowl of strawberries yes, yes. and popcorn. and The Switzerland right. <laughs> of family meetings. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to, to, to really share, to, to set the stage for saying what the problem is. And that's the parents' problem. So they can say something like, um, I, I've just had it with the Legos all over the terrazzo floor. I've hurt myself too many times and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so, and to write it down and then go to the next person. And you could even have a talking stick to, so that everybody has their chance to, to say what they have to say. Mm -hmm. And everybody states their, states their, the problem they have with the family. And just even saying that eases some of that angst around it. Um, and, you know, and I think that parents especially need need that probably more than the kids do because there are going to be things that are really bothering them, that are making their life feel uncomfortable and miserable, mm-hmm. um, the daily, everyday things. And so what do you do about that kind of thing? Yeah, one example that's coming to mind is screen time. And I have a, a friend who had a, an issue with screen time really getting out of hand. Um, of course, 2020, I think everybody right. uh, experienced an <clears throat> uptick in screen time, but uh, how to walk back from that felt like very daunting. Um, and this mom was really wondering, is there a way I can approach this where I can include my children in the problem solving process, because it's really not working for me to just 
come in after two hours and say, hey, that's enough screen time and I'm taking the screen and no more screens. And just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good for her to be the bad guy every day. It doesn't feel good for her son or her daughter to be attacked every day after they've just been doing what they think is their choice. Um, And so eventually they did sit down and they talked out, well, what are each of our needs? Let's go around and each of us gets to say, these are the reasons why I need my screen. Mm -hmm. And these are the the times when it's really important for me to have it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to determine, well, what else is it really important that you do each day? Okay, we got to do some dishes, got to go outside, got to go play in the yard for a certain amount of time every day, too. So at the end of it, they had this plan where everyone contributed. Oh, we also need to read every day, mm-hmm. you know? So th- it, they turned it from this... Uh, uh, Conflict, right? You know, power struggle, a total power struggle, into a negotiation between equals, mm-hmm. and saying this is a problem, mm-hmm. naming the problem, and coming up with solutions together. Which what could be better? And then it's not just your problem. It's not just the fact that you know all the toys are are you know from the front door to the back door. It's you can state that problem, you know, I'm having a real problem with this. And then you come up with a solution together. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's really good for those daily kinds of things. Um, The the challenges that we that we really, uh, that everybody faces on a regular basis. The other thing that we talked about is the idea that this too shall pass. And that having a community around you and friends with with older children um, that you can learn from and younger children that you can mentor is really key because you can say, hey, you know what, been there, done that. Yeah, it's really horrible when you're in it, but pretty soon it'll be done. Mm -hmm. And this is what I did. Here's some strategies. Here's some things that worked for me. Um, So I think naming the problem and... uh, Looking and then it is a problem to be solved. Bringing the whole family on board and coming up with solutions will have everybody feel so much better. I wanted to tell you a little bit about a program that we have called the Sunflower Bridge Journey. It's an eight week program that we created to introduce Sunflower's signature philosophy and provide you with the chance to build real community with other caregivers. Each week, you and a closed group of up to five other families share a 90-minute discussion with your dedicated Sunflower Guide. You'll walk away from each session feeling connected, confident, and empowered with concrete tools in your pocket to tackle the unique challenges you face as both a parent and a person. We'll dive into trusting your intuition, stress relief practices, creative problem solving, healthy human development, compassionate communication, the guidance method of discipline, and empowering children to play independently. Whether you decide to take the journey online or in person, there's a real feeling of community support that emerges among the families in these groups. You can visit thesunflowerbridge.org to learn more. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions. Thank you, Jill and Rich. We love you. (laughs) 